0: There we are. Here we are. Good evening. Welcome to Take 2. There we go. Things are happening. Are we good? I am here tonight with the lovely Brianna. And um we're going to take two this past Sunday morning's message what was it was called uh Good News for Desperate Times and um a different perspective on it like we normally do. Uh, just before I start, or before we get started here, the um, the, the kind of ongoing uh, announcements that we've been, been sharing have been that we do this live stuff um, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and then again Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. and um, we do hope that you'll join us, that you'll subscribe and uh, join us live. On Wednesday evenings, you have the opportunity to uh, comment and participate uh, via youtube live and so if you feel like asking a question or um, complimenting my hat, please do so. so. you ready yep all right so <laughs> sunday i um I don't know how this came across i was I was hoping to uh, tie a bunch of ideas together. And I think that somewhere when I listened back to it, I was like, that's not exactly what I wanted to say. But let's start with this idea. Okay. The idea is that for much of the, uh, the corporate world in our country, the messaging is all about us. So, mm-hmm. of course, they want to make you feel important, and that's why they do it. But we, we grow up hearing these things that uh, everything is about us. We are super important and, you know, a little, you know, it reinforces that kind of uh, notion that the world revolves around us. And the other side of that, you know, if you don't have any kind of spiritual grounding whatsoever, then you grew up with that as your only message. Mm -hmm. The other side of that is that the church tells you that the gospel is all about going to heaven. And in in my mind, that kind of reinforces the same idea, that it's still all about you, just with God in the picture. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think that um, clearly with like, you know, when you use that example, is, you know, what you were talking about on Sunday, you know, the slogans that, you know, corporates use, corporate companies use is, um, you know, it's all about you. How do you want it? And in reality, the backside of that is they really just want your money, mm-hmm. um, and you are required. To, you're an essential part of them acquiring that, um, so they want to please you. Um, but at the end, that that it's still unfulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's not.
0: Yeah, and of course, it's not true. But it's it's still somewhere it feeds into our ego, which right. is always uh, dangerous, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it feeds our ego for sure.
0: Then there's a part uh there's a part of that where I think um you know especially as a younger person you you kind of want to buy that. I remember thinking about <laughs> I had this weird memory about myself in my 20s when I was playing I was touring with my band and I was I had like such a weird giant ego. Um <laughs> and be and because like because of that I was entitled like like I I would I would hold um, small clubs that we were playing at we were never anything great or spectacular or or well known but certain places we would play I would like hold things hostage I would say I'm not going to play until you provide this uh-huh. <laughs> I was a jerk <laughs> I was in that but in the 20s I was like I was thinking it's all about me I would I was that guy. Uh, but then you get to a certain place, and, and, and for me in my life, it was having kids, I think, where it's like, oh my gosh, it, it's, yeah. not, it's not really about me. <laughs> it's, there's so much more to that. And I think you know, with social media now and everything else, I mean, mom shaming is a thing, right? right? So at some point, you go, well, yeah, corporate America is saying it's all about you, but other moms are saying, how could you go on vacation without your kids <laughs> or whatever it might be, right? There's There's this other weird, twisted part of it where isn't, we just get these convoluted messages from everywhere we are, but importantly, the church part of this, where you're like, uh, if we believe that it's all about us and that our spiritual life or the gospel, if we're misled to think that it's all about going to heaven, then we miss out on a good chunk of, I think, what makes life fulfilling,
1: yeah, and I think, you know, you kind of brought up like Levi's situation sitting at the mm. at the restaurant and ma- like taking that step into faith and not like you wouldn't have done that, right? And like mm. sitting there I'm thinking I wouldn't have done that like either. But at the same time like, you know, becoming a mom and becoming a parent like you know, as as I've grown as I've gotten older and as the weight of the world has come down on me harder because you know more responsibilities life's just hard you know i think that i look at bella and i look at our boys and i think like how nice it was to like have bella you know watch her like love for jesus grow and i have it how it's so simplistic and it's so just easy and it's she doesn't she it's it isn't about her it's the fact that you know oh my tummy hurts let's pray about it we pray about it and she feels better, and all of a sudden, Jesus is her best friend. Yeah. And yes, he provided something for her, but still, even to you know, you hear her all the time. You know, was well, Jesus going to be there, or is mm-hmm. is you know is you know this empty spot at our table? Well, that's where Jesus sits. You know, yeah. and and it's almost like she like Jesus has become like a friend at this portion in her life, and and it's it's beautiful to watch. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. Like I want to have like I want my first. My first, you know, instinct to be like, something hurts. Let me go pray about it. That's typically not like my first
0: reaction. Yeah, she and- even does that for other people. Like if you stub your toe, mm-hmm. she'll say, oh, you want to pray? It's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty but amazing. But there's also like, you know, we clearly have some some work to do. in in uh, yeah, <laughs> So I'm going to tell the story. And she's going to be mad at me one day once she understands it. But the uh, uh, the neighbors moved out. Uh, a while ago, and there was some pounding at that at their house, and she, it was very close to her room, so she was uh scared by all this noise. And I think because of that, you told her there's nothing to worry about. Jesus is here, and you know, so trying to comfort her. And then a couple a couple of weeks later, she, she came running into my room, and she said, "Dad, Dad!" And I looked down the hallway, and she had her door closed to her room, and she said. Jesus is going to be mad. And I said, why? <laughs> she said, it's loud. And I said, I think he's okay. He's in, he, And she said, he lives in my magic room. <laughs> and I was like, oh.
1: Well, <laughs> that story started with, you know, there was, the neighbor was, hanging something up. I was was presuming it sounded like knocking and she thought that that was someone in her room. And so she came out screaming, just saying there's somebody in my room. And she's not, (laughs) she's still like at that age where she's like, you know, being alone in her room is not like, is it a scary thing for her? So, you know, she came out of her room screaming and I went in there to comfort her and I, I didn't, I was in a panic mode because I know my Bella and I know that if she gets in her mind that something is in scary in her room, that's it she's never going to go back in that room. And it's like, <laughs> that's it. I spent all this time like making it beautiful for her and that's it. She will write off her room as ever being, it's going to be like a nightmare. So, you know, I, I, I reacted as to like what comforts Bella more than anything. And it's crazy to me that I could say this about almost a four-year-old because I don't, I don't ever remember a time in my life where I felt like as secure as she does. And, you know, it's just that, childlike faith of Jesus's and I just told her like well Jesus is here he surrounds us so as long as Jesus is in our presence like there's nothing for you to fear there's no one in this room don't worry about it do you want to pray about it and we prayed about it and so that's probably why she (laughs) (laughs) I know but I was pretty like no 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 it's okay because I want her to continue to like feel safe in her room when I know it's a safe place and I want her to trust in that and so
0: for sure it's just it was a funny moment it
1: was a funny moment but I think that what's interesting about that is you know I don't have to Um, it isn't just about like what Jesus, you know, it's not about like the works, right? It's not, she doesn't have to do anything to know that she can pray and that be in his presence. Right. She can have a complete tantrum like two minutes later and like hurt her toe. And then all of a sudden be like, well, Jesus is going to make it better. Hmm. And, and I, I feel like as a society, especially right now during these times, like we're just, we're so angry with each other that we can't even get to that point anymore
0: why do you think everyone's so angry?
1: I think that, you know, I guess kind of what we were discussing is I kind of feel like, you know, typically when someone goes through a challenging season of life, um, it's pretty much like, you know, within your church or your family or your friends, it's not everybody collectively at once going through it. It's typically one person. And then, and then you have, you know, you have like a tribe, right? Like whether it be a church, if if that's your tribe or whether it be your family or your friends where you can kind of go to for like relief. And I think like as time has progressed into this, I mean, COVID political, you know, racial tension, political divide, we are all dealing with stress all collectively, all at once. And whether, however that's affected your life, you know, it's generational from children all the way up to, you know, people in their late nineties are like suffering through different challenges. And I feel like what would happen was it was a scab that has now been picked. And now we're all going through this. So I feel the anger was always there. I think that all of these feelings and frustrations were there. It's just, you know, when you go through tar- hard times, like your true color show and, and you start to like react on those feelings and, you know, it's not, I just think it's natural human emotions. Mm. And like, as a church, we're not, you know, it's, it's frustrating for even the church because, you know, they're in the middle of this divide and it's even within the church. I feel, I don't even feel like it's works we're, we're definitely not excluded from the division.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think that, um, I was just, when you were talking, I was thinking about like that idea of like tribe and how even because of. Because of this year, because of COVID in particular, like we're separated from our tribe too. So uh-huh. the people that we used to, you know, um, find solace together with, uh-huh. we, we can't even, we can't even hang out with very much. Right. So uh, all those, all those little outlets, I think that, you know, just talking through it. And, and you know, one of the things that I've been saying, and, and it's true at Genesis, you know, if we are family, we're family. And that means, you know, you're going to have uncles and cousins and, you know, brothers and sisters who don't agree on politics or who don't agree on, uh, you know, how, wear a mask or not wear a mask or whatever it might be. Um, but there's still an under, you know, underlying love for one another because we value the person more than we value our own, uh preferences right right and i just think that when you separate people for so long it just becomes yeah we we forget what we prefer we forget our preferences or we are we only think about our preferences we forget mm-hmm. the people that that we love underneath them all so when
1: we've been not only like kind of torn from our tribe but also placed in a situation where we have technology and the way that the internet works and the way that social media works and the way that all these different platforms that we use is that it feeds the anger. It feeds whatever your point is. And Mm -hmm. like, let me tell you how you're validated, not just like on this platform, but this platform, like over and over again to the point where this is the only value that you're seeing is what you want to hear. It's kind of like relates back to, you know, when you were saying like, it's all about me, right? I only want to watch this news source or I only want to watch this because it's, it's, bringing attention to it's it's hitting the tr- you know the points in your heart that you want to hear mm-hmm. instead of like hearing the truth of like and maybe taking you know not realizing that someone that you b- believe very differently than you mm-hmm. is literally going through the exact same thing just on the other side right mm-hmm. so now they're getting their news sources and their all their platforms are telling them another thing and then on top of that now you're like unfriending people who don't believe the same things and you're starting out to become well i'm just going to like close off my circle to people that I believe and think just like I do so that I can stay in my little safe space and, you know, feel that, um, validation and what you believe. And yeah. I think that that's been a really like a hard, I think that's again where like the anger is more stirred up. And, you know, when you talked about the good Samaritan and, you know, who's going to stop, are you going to be the person that stops even for the person wearing the MAGA hat wearing Black Lives Matter, shirt, you know, as the two examples that you used. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like even further, I've been personally struggling with is what you know, even like within the church, the the division of doctrine becoming more and more apparent and becoming more You're, and more. When
0: you say church, you mean you don't mean Genesis, you mean the church, the church, the big C church, the,
1: the big church, okay. yeah, God's
0: yeah. God's church,
1: God's church, just the church in general, you know, and and it's it's painful to watch that happen for me. It's really painful because, and and I can get wrapped up into it very easily as well. And I keep thinking like, Oh yeah, do I stop? You know, that's,
0: (laughs) it's really, that's really tough. That's actually, and I, and of course I was going with politics is, is like the most, I think, you know, yeah. Pronounced division that we have at current, but you're right. Because even in, uh, you know, the, the wider church there is uh there's people you know there's an in-calling there's yeah. it's kind of it's nutty and 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 not only that and but it's e- questioning of people's but even, faith. but even like you know things of issues that that uh you know th- there are roadblocks so i i have a personally have a really hard time getting past and they're not necessarily political but they are um uh, you know uh things that, that i've kind of stacked you know how do I say this? My, my walk in the gospel my walk with Jesus, like the things that are important to that, there are other parts of the church that uh-huh. kind of run roughshod over those things. And, and that doesn't take me off. Right. That doesn't make me go like, man, I see that guy with the flat tire on the side of the road. Ah, he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. like there are, that does do that. That does. It does. It takes me off in a way that even politics does not Yeah, because I feel like the things of God, you know, those are, those are things, you know,
1: those run deep.
0: Yeah. And some of them, I know that there are, I know that there are variances and I know that I'm going to be vague about this right now, but there are variances and there are things that people believe in the church and have believed for millennia that people just disagree about and, and maybe always will. But there are other things that we should just not disagree about. Right. And and the good Samaritan is like loving your neighbor, right? Is one of those things.
1: And then like identifying, you know, identifying like who who is your neighbor, and realizing that it's it's not just the person that agrees with you. Mm-hmm. It's also your neighbor, but <laughs> it's mm-hmm. also the person that you that completely disagrees with you, that you can, can be at complete odds and with and that's still your neighbor. And that's really, that's, that's hard. And it was really easy to say than to like act out. I think acting, acting it out is almost, that's very difficult
0: mm-hmm.
1: for even, I think the most seasoned, <laughs> the most seasoned of hearts. Like, I think that it, you know, it's really difficult.
0: Have you, do you think, have you, um, uh, so in keeping in this line of thought and also kind of tying back into the idea, the, the good news idea that, overlays all of this have you uh, maybe missed opportunities to to show love to a neighbor
1: oh absolutely i I don't know if anyone can say they haven't Hmm. you know i i've had situations where you know i felt like literally if jesus was behind me pushing me (laughs) i wouldn't believe it and i'm just like nope I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to have that conversation. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to stand that. I just want to be in the background. I just want to like, it's, it's, a, it's cool. Like, <laughs> um, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to love on this person. Like whether it, you know, it just be, I mean, there's a million different reasons why I would not want to, or put in an uncomfortable situation. Um, and then afterwards I have felt you know, like I, got like, like a horrible missed opportunity and I will dwell on it because I think like of the passage that we were talking about in Ephesians about what we were, what, what, what was already done before us and what, you know, we, I'm trying to remember like exactly what it, we are like the workmen.
0: Yeah. So the, so Ephesians two Yeah. and Paul is writing about, um, and there's a larger context, but but particularly he was talking about us being God's workmanship, and that we were, you know, essentially made for these things, right? Like, yeah. like our God had these these works laid out for us to to walk right. in His will.
1: And I think that you know it's what He had already put in place as as for us. So it's not like we're saved by works. It's not like right. we have to perform this way. If I didn't go up to that person, I'm I'm I you know. I'm sitting, you know, I, you know, I, it's not that, you know, okay, well, I did all these things that here's my ticket to heaven. I I got it and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, I think that he has created us with these gifts and these talents. And when you don't, um, take those and you don't run with them, you're not, you're not necessarily, you're, you're doing a disservice to almost like yourself and to your neighbor because you were like created to do more than what you think that you're worth. And, you know, when you use the, when you use the analogy of Porky, and now I can't watch that without like <laughs> crying hysterically because it's a beautiful analogy. I mean, you know, especially when you watch it, like to say that like Porky thinks he's trash. Like, I don't know anybody ex- that hasn't thought that they're trash at some point in their life that they are just like, I'm just... I'm not cut out for this. I'm like, this is my purpose. And I, I failed at even my purpose. And, (laughs) and now I'm being pushed into another direction. And, you know, now I feel like it's so beautiful. I mean, like, and then when you, when to like go even further, you know, I was even thinking like Woody (laughs) is kind of like, is kind of like the Holy spirit, like being like trying to remind Forky, like you're, you're more than this. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, and you don't even have to do anything. You just have to love Bonnie. (laughs) And I'm like, it's like, it's so like beautiful. Like that's, she just wants a relationship with Forky and right. And she just doesn't want to lose him. And all he wants to do is run away as fast as possible because it's like an uncomfortable relationship. It doesn't feel like it should be like, he's not, he's not a toy. Yeah. So I feel like I could take it even like deeper down like the rabbit hole but like <laughs> you know and maybe that's Disney's uh or Pixar's like I don't know I don't like know. Th- that's an interesting like perspective because when you when you think of it that way it's it's a beautiful story and I think why can't we like why can't I see that beautiful story in the Bible, right? Like I, I, I know it's a beautiful story, but why? Can't, why? And I want it to bring out that same emotion. Hmm. Like I'm watching it on TV, and it's so simple, right? But it's so, like, it's, <laughs> it's dumbed down <laughs> to yeah. like yeah, well. terms I can understand sometimes.
0: It is. It is an interesting. When I, I mean, we want. <laughs> We probably watched that movie like forty-seven times before mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, that kind of yeah. <laughs> <This> kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Bible. <laughs> of
1: course, babe. Of course you would go that that route.
0: <laughs> but, it, but when I same thing with me, like when I saw it, then I couldn't unsee like. You can't. I, just I think. See it, I, think yeah. I think. I think that people. Uh, to to walk that back a minute, I think that a lot of people, uh, even outside of Christianity, see the, see the same they see a character they relate to because they feel horrible about themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: And it might not, you know, it might be a, another thing that they're like, you know, they, it's certainly an existential problem that people mm-hmm. have, but um, I see the gospel in it. So I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, uh, you know, in that scripture that you brought up too, from Ephesians too, that's, that is, um, I mean, one of the things I guess, you know, talking about, Talking about the gospel, talking about the fact that a lot of Christendom has become about heaven, um, you know, making the gospel just this, like, you know, say this prayer so you can go to heaven one day. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just, I guess, and I I bought that for a long time. I just didn't understand why then didn't I just poof and go (laughs) or be raptured the moment I said the prayer. Why was why did I have to stick around and, and right. like live this treacherous life you know why why, <laughs> why why couldn't I just go right to heaven if that's how, if that's what it was all about right and um, and then clearly you know when you read a, a scripture like that Ephesians 210 where you understand that oh because they're not done yet and there's more to it than that there's more to it than that there's this there's this you know uh, what what God has created you for. Is not just heaven, and that's a crazy thing to say. It's it's more than it's more than heaven, and I think that's a crazy thing for people to hear sometimes because we're so you know I think it was C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis that said don't don't become so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good, mm-hmm. right? And um, if if all we're doing is like sitting around waiting waiting for D Day, mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting waiting you know maybe some people are waiting for a rapture or some people are just waiting to go home whatever it might be yeah. uh we miss out on the fact that you know the 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 nudges the 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 Levi at Saka's restaurant like those moments where like you see God working and inviting you in to be part of that work
1: and it's like it's hard. it's a it's a thin line right i feel like mm-hmm. i struggle with it because it's a thin line of like yes like the whole not saved by works saved by grace i can go down this like whole <laughs> you know rabbit hole in my head of and this is what i do late at night we've had more than one conversation of like okay where we were and i won't get too into it <laughs> but if we are if we if that's the case god's sovereign then why why do we
0: like why, why? do we do anything?
1: that's that's always been i guess my my struggle and i don't i guess that's my question
0: <laughs> i mean
1: i <laughs> <laughs> sorry i mean it's 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 a complicated question i mean
0: i mean it 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 can be i, I know it's a loaded question it's like if there's a lot of levels to this and there's a lot of different beliefs beliefs like you were saying within yeah. christianity about how that's how this all works but i think that you know ultimately um why why do we do anything i think i think that this comes back to like the relationship we have with with jesus and i think that mm-hmm. um without without it being a i have to do this or i should do this or I'm you know or um if i don't do this i'm not going to go to heaven or if i do this you know all these all these yeah. like, weird questions that we struggle with i think ultimately I think ultimately I want to walk where Jesus is walking and, mm-hmm.
1: um, because Jesus it, sent the good Samaritan, right? He,
0: well, yeah, it's it's a, this is terrible, but yeah, he, yeah. but I mean, that's, and, and, and who he picked to be the hero of the right. story was the underdog was the guy that everybody hated. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just feel like the, the idea is like the closer you are to Jesus and it shouldn't be about, falling back on the rules or the parameters Mm -hmm. because when you're that point in any relationship it's not really a good relationship but the closer you are with him and the you know jesus is going surfing today i'm gonna surf you know what i mean (laughs) jesus is is going to the mall today i'm gonna go to the mall like you just want to be close to him because it's a it's about a loving relationship with him and then i think those things you know what those things work right and i've and I've been there and I've not been there and I've fallen back on the rules or I've broken mm. the rules or I've not done, you know, very simple things that I mm. know um, I should have done, you know what I mean? All the time. So there's, I think like any relationship too, there's moments of like where things are awesome. Things are strange, right? Like, yeah. like in anything else, but the idea is the, the closer you are to him and the, the, the more you want to walk with him, The more you want to go where he goes, Hmm. I think then we don't really need to ask, do I have to?
1: Why do I? Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Does
0: that make sense?
1: That makes sense.
0: So, um, it's really, I guess moving on the, the, um, (laughs) was there a question?
1: I I thought it was just Ben. (laughs) Hey Ben. Hi Ben.
0: Just Ben. (laughs) Um, the uh, the idea of the, the the new car smell thing too, like this idea of like we just want to we want the pandemic to. end. I want to make sure that these um, the the uh, pandemic thing that has kind of pushed us all to these corners of our room where we feel angry and we feel grumpy and we feel. Empowered to express how grumpy and angry we are on Facebook (laughs) and all those things that, you know Are probably very unhealthy ways of dealing with what we're all going through Um, That we we start clamoring for old times to come back and we want we want we everybody I know says and I've said it too I just want things to go back to normal Um,
1: Right
0: and maybe maybe they will but I don't I, I every time i think about that i'm like man every time that there's something like this in in life and history it it doesn't go back to normal like it becomes something different no. right and so this whole idea of of uh, neighboring and and the fuller picture of gospel and all the things that uh you know childlike faith all these things that i, I was trying to tie together i think that it comes down to this we have this moment as uh, followers of, of jesus that the the moment is rife people people need hope mm-hmm. people are angry or sad or depressed or going through it and like never before we have this moment where we can lean into the future right we have this moment where we're walking with jesus and we're just instead of joining the the mobs of anger we can we can show the love of christ yeah. And um, to, to a world that needs it more than ever. And so I just wanted to, you know, rather than clamoring for things to go back to where we were very comfortable, maybe we need to, you know, move forward into something new. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, there are things, you know, that, you know, when this first started, I was like, it's going to be two weeks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna stay in our
1: house for two weeks, and we are on like what day are yeah. we on of the two week shutdown? And you know, and and things of like there is some sense of you know where I thought about like well what what am I that what am I missing that is making me feel like when I say that I just want things to go back to normal. Like what it what is what is it that's missing from my life that I don't that I don't have right now? And I guess it made me appreciate. Community. It made me appreciate my family, my friends, you know, not being able to, I guess, not being able to go see my family without, like, just that little voice in the back of your head. It's like, what if something, you know, what if I'm bringing them something, right? Or, and, you know, you go and you try to enjoy, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm just going to, we're going to spend this time together. And, you know, that then you go and you're like, I'm going to try to enjoy this moment. And and then you always have that in the back of your head that like, I can't fully let my guard down. Um, Or if you do, then you like leave being like, was that the best? Yeah. Was that the best choice? Was that a good decision? Am I going to worry about this now? And, and then, you know, it's, you know, you know, that's, that's, I miss like my mom being able to call me and me not think like is this gonna be the call where she's gonna tell me she's not feeling well or is this going you know mm-hmm. is this gonna be the call where someone in my family members lost their job or you know it's like I can't like see the her, the name on the phone and be like excited I guess like thinking like oh my
0: your first thought is my worried. first
1: thought is always something bad's happening um, yeah. even with like with my friends like I just you know like I just want to know that everyone's gonna be okay and we're all gonna like get through this and and you know it's But I guess in that is like the positive side of that is once this is, this will end, that's, there are a few things I think I'm, I'm confident in. I'm (laughs) confident that at some point, you know, I don't think it's, I don't know when that end date's going to be, but I know that it will end. And at some point, like I'm going to be able to like appreciate them more than ever. Like maybe I've lost this appreciation that I think that some people don't necessarily feel until they lose a loved one. Right. It's almost like, I should have told my mom this when she was around. I should have told my dad this when I, he was around. I should have loved on my friends a little bit more. I should, you know, like when, how many times, like, am I thinking like, you know, my friends invite me out and I just don't want to go, you know, like tired. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to wherever it is that I'm being invited to. I'm just going to stay home and because I'm tired or I don't, I just don't want to put the effort to go. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, like, am I going to, I think that, you know, maybe it will be at a point where we're just going to say like, no, like I want to spend time with these people. I didn't, I, I appreciate them more now than I did ever before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when like, at, you know, when things are hard, when work's busy and, you know, I put everything before my relationships um, and then you have, don't have them. You, that's just natural. I think human behavior is that we appreciate what we don't have anymore when we don't have it. And then it's like, well, I wish I could just get that back. And I feel like this is a, you know, for, unfortunately for a lot of people, like they have lost loved ones, but then there are a lot of people that, you know, I, now I'm going to appreciate these relationships more and I'm going to like invest in them more and I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, be more loving. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to pass up that hug from my mom. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to leave my mom's house without giving her a hug again. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, Bella's running around screaming and, you know, we're just like, just get in the car. You know, I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop and I'm going to be like, wait, like I'm going to go and like hug my family and yeah. hug my dad and hug my, hug my, you know, you know, your parents and our friends and be like, it's just not like the rush of like the life. Like we don't, we're never promised. We're never promised tomorrow. And it's, and I think it's a good reminder going through like hard times of like, and and I think people have those times throughout their life, even without COVID, even without the political divide, even without the the stuff that we're going through, but we've collectively had this happen so we can collectively appreciate one another. And I, and I, I guess my, my prayer is that like, that the church, God's church, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, steps into that more Mm -hmm. and like takes that message. And it's just kind of like. You know, yeah, tomorrow isn't promised, so, like, when we're doing things, is it... And when we're doing good for other people, like, let's put, like, what, like, more our heart first, and God's heart first. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I, if I'm trying, if you're tracking with me a no, little yeah, bit. No, yeah, Like...
0: <laughs> I mean, that was, there's a lot in that, and it's, like, I feel like we need to have a PSA right now and say, like, if you haven't talked to your loved ones, this is a good time to, yeah. to give them a call and reach out, because... um yeah, exactly what you said. They, they might, they might need to hear from you right now. Yeah. And um,
1: Sam asked a question.
0: <laughs> Sam's here tonight, by the way. He's our tech man tonight.
1: You mentioned that the world can't be changed by sympathy, but by compassion. Uh,
0: compassion. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that. Um, I didn't, I didn't look these up in the dictionary before I shared <laughs> that, but my, but my. But the meaning behind what I said was, was that I think that it's very easy to, uh, you know, look, there's a, I got a, I got a text actually on Sunday afternoon, if you can imagine this from, uh, Jordan. And he said, he said, you're not going to believe this, but I was just in downtown Claremont, which was what I talked about on Sunday morning. (laughs) And he said, and there was literally a man passed out on the sidewalk, and people, I couldn't, he said, I couldn't believe how many people just walked by him. Oh. And uh, he said, and, and so he got to be the good Samaritan that day. He got to, like, he flagged down a policeman and, like, you know, stayed in the situation until things were safe. And, um, I mean, and that is, like, that's, that there's a difference because I'm sure that there are people that walk by. I would like to think that they at least look down in sympathy, maybe pity, whatever it is. But they walked by the guy going, oh, man, that sucks for that guy. <laughs> yeah but it takes someone willing to do the, and one more step than that to change anything right because we can all watch the news and go oh that sucks i can't believe this is happening the world's going to hell in a handbasket we can all do that and we do probably do that all the time right. but it takes the extra step of which i you know when when i read the scriptures and when i see uh, the, the things that i think you know the things that move me is when jesus looks out at the people and it says he's he was Moved with compassion,
1: mm.
0: and I think he just those were the moments where he was just like, I just can't walk away. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't walk by. I can't, like, I have to do something. Yeah. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's the difference. I feel like walking by and going, oh, I'm this poor guy on the floor. Look at that. Even if it's the most sincere form of sympathy, it doesn't do anything good for the guy,
1: right? Like he's not thinking like, great. Someone feels sorry for me, right? right? Like right. it's like I'm, I need help.
0: Yeah,
1: and so, we all kind of need help.
0: <laughs> so the yeah, and I mean, and this is the idea of of walking with Jesus in love, right? Like, I, I think that is a missing component. Like I, I don't think people kind of, uh, whereas in even uh, you know our own history. As a country, or even history before, as a church, uh, there are there are horrific eras in church history, and then there are prolific eras where people came to rely on Christianity as the people with compassion, the people mm-hmm. who were looking to help people in their needs. And I don't think we're there, and I don't think we're, I just don't think we're very relevant to most people anymore because we're yeah. not either of those things. We're not really. Maybe causing very many problems. Some people might be, <laughs> <laughs> but we're also not solving any problems. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like stepping into this next step and and moving as a huge behemoth group of people who love Jesus and are moved with compassion, the way Jesus is moved, could could change the world.
1: Yeah, and I think you know there's, you know I've always I guess I've always had this visual in my head of, you know, churches and pews and people sitting in them. Right. And the pastor goes up at his pulpit and he gives his message and his sermon and, and he's hoping to touch the lives of maybe some of them, all of them, who's <laughs> a percentage of them are meeting where they're at right now. Right. And you never know, like, you know, when you prepare your messages, you never know, like when I get up there and speak, am I going to like, is, is this message going to mean something to one person to 10 people to like, mm-hmm. okay, right. Like you, you don't know like how many people you're going to reach, but I've always had this visual in my head of, you know, when the church, well, the whole church <laughs> gets up there and like talks and, you know, I guess I, 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 I know that there have been sticking points in the church of different situations. And this is the, COVID's been hard, right? It's, it's been like, where do you, how do you lead through this? How does a church lead through this? How does a pastor lead through it? You know, because there's, you know, it feels like they're being pressured into p- picking a team. You know, do I believe this or do I believe this? You know, it's like, how am I going to lead these people and and how are they going to take it? And, you know, that's that's scary. And I always think at the end of the day, though, you know, there's, once COVID is over, people in your pews are still going to be hurting right? Like it's not their lives. Like one day when COVID's over is like, that's it. We're good. Like everything's going back to normal. I'm happy. Everything's great. Like there's going to be long-term effects of this,
0: Yeah, you know, for,
1: for decades, if we're lucky, you know, and, and generations. And how do you, at the end of the day, like you have, like the, the people in those pews are still going to be hurting. And I, and I think that when you pick a side or you pick like a standpoint on, on on any issue you know but especially with COVID, it's like you know how how, how are they now that the election's over right like maybe maybe your candidate won maybe your candidate lost is is your but are you still hurting you know it's like it didn't get your job back right i mean not right away it didn't yeah, it? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: it didn't all of a sudden like you know after the election was over and after the inauguration did like you know your life just immediately be perfect and you know you're still struggling and, and I think that having compassion for everybody where they're at right even the person you disagree with the most we're all kind of we're all kind of on the same level with that mm. regardless of of anything right mm. like it doesn't it didn't make it, it's i don't know i don't know if that makes sense but that's mm. kind of like what I keep I always have this vision of like i guess people sitting in pews still still going through their life. Right. And, and I I don't, that's still going to happen after this. They're still going to have pain and we're still going to have to step into that. And we're still going to have to have relationships with everybody because you're not going to make a difference being like, Oh, I'm sorry that, you know, you're, you, you lost your job or I'm sorry that you lost your family member.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, Oh, I have sympathy for you, but it's more than that. It's, it's like, I'm hurting too, but like, maybe I'm not hurting in this way. Right. But, but, but I'm hurting in this way and you're hurting in this way. And and like, let's have like, like, let's step into, let's step into doing more. Yeah. And not because it's by works, but it's just because like, that's that that's the relationship.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think I, I mean, I believe that I believe that the one thing that, you know, a, a Democrat, a Republican and a libertarian all have in common is that, when we're serving people together, none of that stuff matters. Right. <laughs> so I believe that service is a good unifier, but it also shows the, shows the heart of God. Right. That's who he is. Because at so, the end of the
1: day, if you're in a hospital, you don't know if your nurse is coming in as a Republican or a Democrat
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a Reformed or Progressive or, you know, they're just there to serve you and take care of you and and – Try to nurse you back to health right mm-hmm. your doctor i mean and that goes to anybody and, and i always think you know like when you're in the grocery store when you're in public or when any any time like you're facing people like during these times like you never know where somebody's at and that's really that's it kind of puts things into perspective for me yeah of like you don't know like what they're going through you have no no clue and and how are you gonna know unless you a step into a, like a more deeper relationship, and and that's not like to say you're gonna step into a deeper relationship with the person at the grocery store, but Can it's a, it could happen. But <laughs> you're acknowledging the fact that you know like what Levi did, yeah, right? Like that was yeah. a homeless person who had didn't have what Levi had, right? Didn't have. You don't know what he has, right? That, yeah. that Levi, that Levi had at such a young age, right? And for Levi to be like, I can have a conversation with this person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm a kid and he's, and he's, you know, an adult. It doesn't matter if he's, you know, homeless and I have a home. Like at the end of the day, like I have two feet. I have, yeah. <laughs> I have two hands, and I have, and, and there's two souls here that we can. I wish have.
0: I could have recorded that moment because it, it was just so like there's <laughs> there's no way for me to describe it, but it was just so natural the way he did it, and I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: but I mean it's it's like it's beautiful
0: and Yeah. Yeah, so and and those are simple things, right? Those are, like it yeah. didn't take a theologian, it take a 5-year-old. So like, right. And, and it was just so and, and and I was thinking not only was the conversation important, but the conversation was important because I don't know if anybody else talks to that guy. Mm. Y- you know what I mean? Like I don't know if anybody else acknowledges the guy on a day-to-day basis, but he wasn't, he was acknowledged and he was also like just loved on. And it was a, it was a powerful moment. And obviously, you know, eight years later, I'm still thinking about it.
1: Right. And I mean,
0: Levi's probably forgotten.
1: (laughs) Have you had moments though, where you didn't step into that? Absolutely. Have you had moments where you've stepped into it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, both. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the what's funny about that is I think that when I the times the times that I have missed like an opportunity, uh, and whatever that means, I don't know. Like, like I, I always I've told I think I've told this story before. I know I've told you before, but like this time when I was working and I was on lunch break and I was I went to a food court and I ordered food and I was going to sit down and I felt I saw a guy. You know, twenty, thirty feet away from me, and I felt this impression that you probably have felt yourself. And it wasn't like God spoke in my ear and said anything, but I just felt like maybe I should go sit down by that guy. Mm. And then, and then the second thought was, I gotta get back to work, man. I just need to eat this food fast as I can. I have a meeting coming up, and I just totally disregarded it. And I remember I ate pretty quickly, and then I looked, I turned around to see, if, and the guy was gone. And I just remember thinking. He just blew it. He just blew this this thing that we're talking about, this, this you know, whatever it was, I have no idea what the conversation would have been about, if anything, deep at all. Mm-hmm. But I missed an opportunity that I feel like God had put there for me. And um, those are the times I feel like, uh, I feel like I, I probably, to my detriment, think about those way more than I think about the, the things where I've done the, done the right thing. Uh, just because I feel like what, what would have happened? What the, what if kind of thing, what could have happened? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, for all, I know the guy was going to give me a hundred thousand dollars and I just walked away (laughs) 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 or, or it was going to be a a budding friendship or I was going to speak into his life in some way, or he was going to speak into my life in some way. I have no idea. I have no idea what was going to happen. Um, but if, if I, if I have those opportunities and I miss them, then I feel like I blew it not not just for me but for that guy and I stepped out of the will of god in that moment yeah w- willingly
1: and so, knowingly yeah. right yeah
0: yeah so i definitely have had the, those regrets and um and i said that was that was a while ago cuz that's when i had a job <laughs> but i still i still have those moments all the time you know both good and bad and i and i feel like you know for me the object is i want to do better than worse but um i also you know for the reason of exactly this like i'm god's workmanship i want to walk where jesus walks i know what jesus would have done in that circumstance and i did not choose to do it so that's
1: but have you had like other (laughs)
0: Of course, yeah. Of course, there've been there's been times where I would have sat by the guy and had the conversation. Yeah. There's, uh, I used to do. I'm, I'm an introvert, so there's a lot. Of, like a lot of this is awkward for me, but I but I um, had opportunities like that on airplanes, sitting next to somebody, and you know whatever it might be. But yeah, there's been a lot of opportunities where I, I have stepped into it, and that's just a very certain type of, uh, you know, way. That's a very Niche kind of way of, mm-hmm. of what what I think God does with me, but there's there's more than that too. Um, but you know, you you talked about uh, you talked when you are a minute ago. You were talking. You talked a little bit about healing, and I think um, that's that's an important part of of all of this. Of of you know the, the idea of the, the good Samaritan was that he helped this guy that he did not know that. He knew if they they were walking on that road and they were both fine and healthy, they probably would have not talked. They probably, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't like each other. But in that that moment, he was moved with compassion. And the idea is that he picked the man up, and his intention was to bring healing to him, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So... Maybe we're the people in the ditch right now
0: yeah maybe maybe (laughs) we are and maybe we are and maybe maybe some of us start there right and that's and we just need to be healed but if we're not if we're the good samaritan
1: yeah
0: then we need to to figure out and i don't have any answers to this maybe you have some insight how do we help heal the world around us if
1: I had the answer to that question, I feel like we wouldn't be in this situation, but I mean, You'd write a book and we'd all I'd write a book and I'd be a, <laughs> the richest woman in the world, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that you start, I mean, I think that truthfully, like you have to start, you know, I, I went to a Jen Hatmaker conference and it just kind of, that reminded me and, and she, and she got up, got up there and it was for her book of mess and moxie. And she was giving, telling this story about how she said her and her husband they collectively got together and said, "Okay, like we've adopted kids from (laughs) from overseas. We've done all these different. We've done we've done all these check marks that you know the Christian church, or you know what any Christian church would say would be noble, or any person right would say is noble, and Mm -hmm. they've given their back to their." And so she was basically saying, that's it. We've done everything. Let's sell our possessions. Let's move to Africa. Like we just have, to, that's it. That There's nothing left here for us. We just, that's it. This is the next step. We just have to sell everything and we have to go be missionaries, you know? And, um, you know, and then she said that she remembered that then her, and this was like a few days later and her neighbor, um, she watched her neighbor outside this grass was growing really long. And she remembered that her neighbor just recently lost her husband and she brought it to, you know, her husband's attention saying, like, her grass hasn't been mowed. <laughs> um, And she said – she kind of made a joke that, you know, her husband went out there crying like a baby mowing – like mowing his neighbor's lawn, right? Because they were so involved saying, what's the next greatest, most amazing mm. thing that we can do that's going to be, like, revolutionary? And here you have a neighbor, like, literally their next-door literally, neighbor yeah. Yeah. whose grass was – she was too, you know, she didn't have a husband and she was too old to go out there and like mow her own lawn. Right. And, and she was going through a time in her life that was like upsetting and and she was mourning. Right. And it's like, that's like your next door neighbor. Right. She's like, why, why are we, it's good. And I think we're called to, to do big things, but why don't you like take like a look next door first? You know, like literally ne- your next door neighbor or the per- like your coworker or people that you have like in your grasps every single day that you just walk by, not even thinking anything of the homeless guy that's on your street that you see every single week, the the maintenance guy and if you live in an apartment complex like the maintenance guy that you know is constantly going to people's houses all day long to fix their things during a midst of a pandemic. Right. Like, I mean, do you even give him like a bottle of water when he comes into mm-hmm. your house? You know, like, I guess those are the things that I, I, you know, when I, when she said that I was like, man, mm-hmm. like if everybody just loved on their neighbor within their grasp, like how fast that that could spread and how, how, how a big of an outrage that can be without mm-hmm. literally leaving like the comfort of your life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, not to say that, you know, doing things like in a bigger, you know, having a bigger picture isn't a bad thing here at all. It's just if you if you're lost on where to start, I yeah, feel like exactly. that's like a good like starting point, you know. You know, she was just saying like I checked all these boxes and I did everything. That's it. Just sell everything, let's move to Africa. Like we're gonna, <laughs> like that's that's the next logical step, yeah, <laughs> progression of like where we're going to go and you know, who's our next or neighbor.
0: So our our world needs healing and we can we can start by doing acts of love and yep. kindness right in our own neighborhood.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, I think that's it's a good place to wrap. Yeah. Um and a good a good thought to leave on and and mow that over wherever you are. Yeah. So, um let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your church. We're thankful for um every challenge that becomes an opportunity and every opportunity that becomes uh, a place where we can walk with you and serve you and love you and show your love to those around us. Pray that you would use this time, this talk and speak into someone's life. um, And, uh, and help us like to collectively as your children, um, you know, pick up our cross and follow you Mm -hmm. and, uh, Maybe that just looks like mowing a lawn, and we pray, Lord, that You would spur us, remind us, impassion uh, us, and bolden us to uh, to look to look at how we might be Your hands and feet right where we are. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Thank you, Ben, Sam, Eileen, Eileen.